Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. We hear many metaphors for life, don't we? Like life is a marathon, not a sprint, or life is a circus, or life is a roller coaster, or life is a blank canvas, or life is a game of cards, you just have to play the hand you've been dealt, or life is a highway, I think there was a song like that, Uh, life is a lottery, or in the wise words of Mrs. Gump to her son Forrest, life is like a box of chocolates. Now, chances are that you would naturally lean towards one of those metaphors depending on what you're dealing with in your life at this very moment. Welcome to you. It's so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. This past week, I I bumped into a a popular saying that just caught my attention once again um, that I feel speaks into any one of these metaphors that we may have for life. And the saying is, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Chances are very good you've heard this saying. Chances are as good that you've probably used this saying somewhere along the line, this too shall pass. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm a bit of a movie nerd. Um, I love film. In fact, I love storytelling, whether it's through words or through pictures, I just love storytelling. So whether it's poems and songs or whether it's photography or cinematography or even paintings or sketch, uh, I absolutely love it. But If I had to come up with just my personal favorite, it would probably be film. I just love the the, the, the art form of film and the storytelling that happens through it. Now, because I'm a bit of a movie nerd, I don't just watch movies, I, I watch actors talking to each other or being interviewed. I watch directors having conversations. Um, And recently I came across a roundtable conversation with a a group of hard-hitting actors. Some of them, all of them were seasoned, but but some of them were kind of nearing the the latter stages of their career and others were were still right in the the early stages. But all of them had already made a name for themselves in some shape or form. And they had this, this, this reporter sitting at the table with them and essentially just asking them questions and then all of them would respond as they, as they felt, felt, felt best. And at one point, this reporter asks this group of actors, he asks them this question. He says, he says, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Now, this was right at the end of the the interview. uh, And the first guy to lean in was uh, Mr. Robert De Niro. He he leans in and, and, and he essentially says, if I could give my younger self one piece of advice, it would just be, be calm. Be calm. Take in the good. Thank God for it and move forward. 
And I thought, man, that's some good advice, some really good advice. And as I'm thinking that, Tom Hanks speaks up. And Tom Hanks says this, he says, if there's one thing I wish I figured out earlier on in life, it was this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You, you're hurting, you're angry, you're disappointed. This too shall pass. You, you feel like you've gained a bit of success. <laughs> you, you're happy with the way things are. You feel like you've figured things out, like you've got a bit of clarity. You, you're walking around with a bit of a strut in your step, a bit of pride. Hey, <laughs> this too shall pass. Ultimately, time is your ally. If all else fails, just wait it out. And I remember listening to this and I thought to myself, man, he's unpacked quite a bit there, but, but there's, some, there's some really good stuff in there. There's some really good stuff in there. And for a couple of days, I chewed on that. And a couple of days, I just kind of let it mull in my own heart and thought through it. <coughs> Excuse me. And I reached a point where I was like, it's so true. You know, this too shall pass. You're facing tough stuff in life. Yeah, this too will pass. You, 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 you feel like you've got life figured out. <laughs> Heck yeah, this too shall pass. Why? Because life's going to throw a whole heap of other stuff at you that you're going to ultimately afterwards say, I oh, thank God this too shall pass. <laughs> it's so true. Everything this side of eternity, guys and ladies, will pass. But it got my mind racing, and I wanted to know where does the statement come from. So I went and I researched a bit, and I tried to find the origin of it. And, um, and after quite a bit of research, I figured out, okay, no one actually knows where this really comes from. There's all kinds of myths, there's all kinds of opinions, but no one really knows. Um, however, I did find the moment when the statement was popularized. And ultimately, the statement was popularized by Abraham Lincoln as he, he spoke to the Wisconsin State Agricultural Society in Milwaukee on the 30th of September, 1859, when he said this. He said this then. He said, It is said an Eastern monarch once charged his wise men to invent him a sentence to be ever in view and which should be true and appropriate in all times and situations. How's that for a task? They presented him the words, and this too shall pass away. How much it expresses, how chastening in the hour of pride, how consoling in the depth of affliction. And as I read those words, I was like, man, doesn't that just bring a bit of depth to that saying? And I didn't stop there. I went further. I went, I'm sure someone's come up with a proper interpretation of this saying. And I went and found an interpretation of the saying that's, that, that, that says that this saying speaks into the, the impermanence of all things. That nothing in life is permanent. It also speaks into a call to humility and glory and a, a call to optimism in hardship. 
And I think that the words of Abraham Lincoln so beautifully encapsulated that when he said how chastening in the hour of pride, how consoling in the depth of affliction. And for a moment, think of your hour of pride and think of your depth of affliction and to in all of those moments recognize that, hey, all of this on this side of eternity is temporary. And as I'm thinking of the words of Mr. Hanks and I'm thinking of the words of Mr. Lincoln, I couldn't help but just kind of inside my own heart go, this thought was great that they brought it forward again, but clearly it wasn't original to Mr. Hanks and it wasn't original to Mr. Lincoln. But if we go all the way back 2,000 years before them, and we find the Apostle Paul, him speaking to the, the first century church, he, he leans into this, he speaks into this as he addresses this group of people and, and, and to, to understand what he's saying and how important this is for them. He's speaking to a group of people who have experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and they're busy experiencing it as he is communicating to them. They're experiencing the highest of highs because we see this moment where Peter addresses a group of people, and in that moment, 3,000 people come and essentially join the movement. They all become Jesus followers. And I don't care what organization you're running, if in one meeting you have 3,000 people added to your numbers in that one meeting, that's a good day. Like that is the high of highs. But it doesn't end there because it says that daily they added to their numbers. So, so they were on this freight train that was busy, busting up the day and age that they lived in. They were experiencing the highest of highs. Why? Because these people saw a reality of Jesus in the men that were living this thing out and they needed to join this thing. But they also experienced the lowest of lows because just as they were growing at the rate that they were growing, they were also being persecuted daily. Many of these men and women would be dipped in oil and uh, stuck on a stake and used as, as big candles to light up Nero's garden. Uh, many of them would be thrown to lions and wild animals in a coliseum for sport to ultimately entertain the, 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 the people of Rome. So they experienced the high of highs and the low of lows. And that is who Paul is speaking to as he, he, he says this to them. He says, this is why we never give up. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. That is why we don't give up. Why? Because yes, your body's getting older. Believe it or not, your body's getting older. Uh, in some cases, it may feel like it's getting stronger. And in other cases, it may feel like it's deteriorating. But even if you're on the front end of it, where it just feels like it's getting stronger, a day will come where that scale will tip. 
and the effort you put in will not attain the same results. The physical is or will be deteriorating. But there is a part to our lives that, that, that we don't always recognize. Because you see, it's so easy to recognize the physical because we see it. But our spirits that Paul's speaking into there, we don't always recognize the spiritual because we can't physically see it. And what he's leaning into is that as I give my life to Christ, as I live my life connected in Christ and connect with him daily, that he comes and he renews my spirit day in and day out. And he carries on. He says this. He says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Right now, it may feel like your problems are permanent. It may feel like, like your problems are going to last forever. But, but what Paul's leaning into is what these other guys leaned into with, hey, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. But this is soil to grow things in your life that will last forever. He carries on and he says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. So here Paul is, is, is pointing out a need for us to ultimately change our perspective, to change our perspective. What he's speaking into is, is that, that we may have been living lives where we're focusing on what we've, what we've always seen. So, so focusing on what we've always focused on will lead to behavior that's natural to us, which will lead to the results that we've always got. You've been stressed? Hey, you'll just stress more. You've, you've faced anxiety? It's going to keep going. Are you feeling exhausted? That exhaustion's not going anywhere. You've maybe, as a result, started behaving in unloving manner toward the people that you love the most, that have been entrusted into your care, where your words or your tone of your conversation has become hurtful, or maybe your actions have become hurtful towards them and you may be in a space where you recognize hey things need to change will you want to change <laughs> then change your perspective change your perspective see guys and ladies perspective has a lot to do with reference points perspective has a lot to do with reference points ultimately when if, if ever you've been taught how to ride a motorcycle and it's the best example I can, I can think of in, in this moment. But when we talk about perspective and reference points, if, if you've been fortunate enough to ride a motorcycle in your life and someone has actually taken the time to teach you properly, um, you would have been taught that where you look is where you go. Where you look is where you go. And in order to figure out where to look, you need to focus on certain reference points in order 
to be heading in the right direction. For example, if you're trying to make your way through a corner, there are three reference points for you to focus on. You have your entrance, your apex, and your exit. On your approach to the corner, first thing you look at is your entrance. You focus on that reference point. As you approach the entrance, you shift your focus to the apex, which is mid-corner. As you're looking at the apex, it means the, the motorcycle will be tracking in that direction. As you're approaching the apex, you again shift your focus to the exit. As you look at the exit, you roll on the throttle and you ride it through the exit. Three reference points that ultimately help you focus on navigating your way through that corner effectively. And the truth be told, there is no difference in life. As I change my reference points, I get to, to, to effectively navigate my way through this life. And Paul goes on to, to give us the most valuable reference point that he can in this moment when he says this. He says, For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever and when he says last forever again it speaks into this thing that it's eternal it's not going anywhere it can't get lost it can't disappear it can't fade away it can't break no it is eternal it will last forever and this this is the only thing or, the, or these are the things in life that shall not pass and as I say that, maybe you've got a picture of Gandalf in your mind right now, and that's not where I'm going with this at all, right? But Paul is, is pointing out the, the, this too shall pass. But at the same time, he's, he's pointing out the eternal. And as, as we look at, at the, 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 the text that he's written here, and we just take those reference points that he's laid out there. He, he, Paul is pointing out the this too shall pass when he says this. Though our bodies are dying, our present troubles are small and won't last forever. We don't look at the trouble we can see now. For the things we can see now will soon be gone. He makes it clear that, that these are not the things that we should be focusing on. That these things are not permanent, even if it seems permanent or feels permanent to us. These things are not permanent. But then he comes and he, he draws a contrast. He, he points out the eternal as he says this. He says, that is why we never give up. Our spirits are being renewed every day. And yes, we have present troubles, but they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So, fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. The things that cannot be seen will last forever. And here he's saying that we need to shift 
our focus from the visible reference points that are temporary all around us. And we need to start looking out for, we need to start focusing on what holds eternal value in our lives. And again, today, as I speak to you, if you're a Jesus follower, it means you should be holding some form of a, of a biblical worldview. And through that lens of a biblical worldview, there are essentially three things that, that, that we're pretty much guaranteed last forever. Number one is God himself. Number two is my spirit, your spirit. And number three is the people around us, their spirit. God himself, me, and the people around me. Those are the things that last forever. I love how, how King Solomon speaks into this when he says this. He says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Again, see how the contrast is drawn between this too shall pass <laughs> and this will last forever. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, People cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Guys, some of the, some of the stuff that fall in the this too shall pass category makes zero sense to you, makes zero sense to me. And that's what Solomon is speaking into here. That there, right now we don't understand it and we can't see it clearly, but a day will come where we'll be able to. It doesn't help us focusing on that stuff. We need to shift our focus to the things that are eternal. Why? Because God has placed eternity in our hearts. So yes, this too shall pass. You're hurting? You're angry? You're disappointed? This too shall pass. You found some form of success? You feel like you've got life figured out, like you've got clarity. You've got a bit of a pep in your step. You've you, you, you got a bit of a strut. <laughs> hey, this too shall pass. And Paul starts this chapter of this letter off with these words, where he says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. You see, God comes and invites us to hold Him, the permanent in our lives, as our reference point while we work our way through the temporary, through the hurt, through the anger, through the disappointment, hey, through the success, through the, through the clarity, through that little bit of pride that's crept in. He invites us to invite Him, the permanent, into those impermanent moments. And I believe that, that Jesus gives us such a great tool as to how to go about this. 
when his disciples ask him, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? And he responds, and in the prayer that he gives them as he teaches us to pray, he just says, and give us today, give us this day, our daily bread. In the impermanence that I'm navigating my way through, I need something permanent to hang on to. If this is permanent, I need something permanent to hang on to, to teach me, lead me, and guide me through this impermanence. And here Jesus says, give us this day, our daily bread. Give us this day what we need to make our way through this. I wonder today, as you considering all of this, What's your next step? What's your next step? Maybe today, maybe today you need to consider what are the this too shall pass elements in your life that you've been hanging on to, that you've been using as reference points to try and get ahead in life. Maybe today you recognize that you need to shift your focus from your hurt, from your anger, from your disappointment, from your seeming success or your, or your newfound clarity or that little bit of pride that you may be dealing with. To, to, to shift your focus from those things and to shift your focus to a permanent reference point in your life. And as you recognize that for yourself to be God, when you get to that point, to then reach out to Him, to reach out to God and, and to just say, God, I recognize you as the permanent in my life. That thing, that person to hold on to for all of time. Today, as I navigate my way through this, as I navigate my way through all of the this too shall pass moments. Will you come and give me my daily bread? Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that we can come and honestly give you those this too shall pass elements in our lives, Lord. Lord, we thank you we thank you that, that as impermanent as the things in this life are, that when they feel permanent, we can turn to you. That when they feel overwhelming, we can turn to you. That we don't pretend that they don't exist, but we recognize that you are so much greater than these things in our lives. And that in these moments, we can trust you, we can recognize you as the source of our hope, the source of our peace, that we can hang on to you, that we can turn to you in all of these moments. And thank you that you give us our daily bread, that you give us exactly what we need to make our way through this as we keep our eyes firmly focused on you. These lives are yours, these impermanent Broken moments are yours. We love you and we thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for being with us. We love having you connect with us. And uh, please reach out to us if you need to on social media. But we will see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.